This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle call! Baby, hey! What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Tuesday afternoon. If you are catching this live, if you're not catching this live, cool. It's the exact same show. Just on your time. Doors open today. That's why I'm going to start saying people start to like, where are these guys on the live show? Doors open at 2. Did you get a little caught off guard when the national championship game started before 5 p.m. Pacific? I guess before 6 p.m. Mountain. Caught off guard. I turned it on. It was 10 nothing. Oh. I, I, I'm on Monday night. I'm on NFL time schedules. 6.15, 5.15 Pacific Standard Time. Like, when are we changing the time slots here? I uh, I didn't know. The only reason I had I, is because I was watching pregame coverage starting at like 2 o'clock or whatever. And then they said, you know, I look up and it says countdown to kickoff. And it said like 17 minutes. I look at my, you know, computer time and it's like 4.15. I'm like, how is that possible? I don't know what that was about. but See, it didn't throw me off that they were way early or they were earlier on the pregame just because normally, right, on the national championship, they have like eight hours of pregame. Right. So it was like, I didn't even think anything of it. What time did the game kick off? Because when I turned I on, it was, it was like 10-0 four. and Georgia had the ball. I think it was like 4.45 or so. What? But I think it was advertised as a 7.30 Eastern kickoff. You know, it never quite kicks as advertised. Which gotcha, you. Gotcha. BS, man. If they tell you they're starting at a certain time, they should start at that time. No, actually, it makes a lot of sense. Get people in the door. But um, that was fake outrage by me. But that's 4.30. I don't think it started then, but I think it started around 4.40, 4.45, something like that. Totally agree. I mean, I... I not that it ultimately mattered at all, but I came into the game late. Well, it didn't matter because you didn't get to watch. You well, I guess for you probably when you turned the game on, did you think, oh, this could be a game? 10-7 looks like that's a, a score. No, ten nothing. Georgia had the ball. It oh, felt like, uh, is this the, what? What am I witnessing here? Yeah, yeah. So you didn't get the build up. No. The kick. I, when I the, when I came into the game at ten nothing. I think it was safe to assume not 65 to seven. Was that the final score? Do you know the final score of the game? Uh, yeah, it was a, a 50. I think it was 58 to no 65. Yeah. Cause it was, it was a 53 point differential, right? Yes. 65, se- 65, seven. Oh, so 58 point differential. Yeah. No, 65, seven is, is 50. 
is 58. Yeah. Because, yeah, because 67 to 7 would be 60. <laughs> well, that's what, that was the show today. Today was math with ham. Thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow. So I, I, I didn't think it would be that big, but you get 10 nothing to Georgia when you just turn it on and there's a couple minutes into the game. You go, yeah, this was – you were already the underdog. Good luck, fellas. Yeah. Uh, John, I have news for you. Sports mathing is mathing is hard. I agree. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It looks like a record low, um, a record low viewership for <laughs> the fifty-eight point win. I think we could have guessed that. Uh, the championship game averaged seventeen point two million viewers, making it the least watched college football title game in the history of the college football playoff and its predecessor, the BCS. I think that makes sense. Blowout. God love him. A lot of respect for old Sonny. But as a buddy of mine that works in the NFL texted me, who was at the game, said, this reminds me of Sonny's Cow Bears. <laughs> yeah, Sonny's Cow Bears had a, a year where they only beat Portland State. 1-11, Jared's uh, oh, freshman year. Gosh, rookie year. Or freshman year. Yeah, I remember that. Mac Dre asked, does Stetson Bennett get drafted? Oh, we, let's, uh, we'll get some Stetson takes. Before we dive into them, though, let's tell you that we are presented by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka. It is numero uno. It is number one. Whether you go into somebody's house, bring it over, put a little bow on it or don't. It doesn't need any fancy extras. Tito stands on its own two legs. Have it in the bar at home or order it when you belly up to your local bar or, you know, the airport bar. It's great for that, too. Tito's Vodka, that's the way to go. Love our friends at Tito's. Uh, best vodka, number one vodka in America for a reason. Great tasting. Uh, just, I swear by it, have for a long, long time. And there's no better time than have yourselves a cocktail with Tito's than during the NFL playoffs. And the thing about this week, guy, you got mm-hmm. Saturday, then you got Sunday, and then you got, thank you, NFL, Monday! <laughs> And then the following week, you'll have Saturday and Sunday again. So it just it never stops rocking and rolling. Because we, I I don't like this. I get uncomfortable when people start doing the math. You know, like right around you get to the college football, the national championship game, you start adding up the amount of football games we have left. Uh, obviously, we don't have that many. So you got enjoy it while you can and use Tito's. I've already started feeling weird, John. You know, if you really want to get greedy, you start like counting the senior bowl and you start counting some other games, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the the Pro Bowl skills competition. Yeah, the clock's ticking. Tito's Handmade Vodka, whatever you want to mix it with, even water and a lemon, that's a great option. If you need ideas, go to titosvodka.com. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Very proud to be partnered with them. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings for wild card round action DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is the place to go. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Yep, plus all customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of wildcard round this weekend. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code HAM. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code HAM only at Sportsbook. I like a little parlay. 
Chargers, Niners. A little two favorites this weekend. Ooh. How about that one? What's the Chargers number right now? I, last I saw, one and a half. Minus one and a half on the road, though. Duval. Okay. 21-plus okay. in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario and Ohio. Bonus issued as free bets. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet up to $10. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Uh, Victor says, Tito's with a guava LaCroix. Like it. Uh, Stevie Too Young says uh, on the chat, Seahawks getting smoked like TCU. I did watch that. Uh, and hammer, Stevie ha- Young hammer the 49ers. Uh, Niners to cover 53 and a half. Yeah. The, the 98, the NFL... Clearly heartbroken like you in not having Seahawks, uh, not have or having the Seahawks instead of Packers 49ers. They played the 98 wild card game, the TO catch, catch two uh, on NFL Network this afternoon. I watched the last, I had it on. I, I like, lo- I actually scooted aside from my desk and locked in for the last five minutes of the game. I remember uh, where I was for that good. game, guy. Really? Watched it by myself at my old babysitter's. Now, I was 14 at the time, so she wasn't my babysitter at the time, but I was at her house for Just some dating. reason. Yeah, she, now she was an old lady, Laura, RIP. Uh, lived around the corner from us, and I remember losing my voice during that game because I was on a Sunday, next day school, you know, uh, Holmes, Holmes Junior High, probably seventh grade, maybe. Uh, replay benefited the 49ers, I would say, in that game. Non-existing replay. Non-existing replay. Jerry Rice had a pretty horrific fumble. And if that if that if replay exists and that fumble becomes Packers ball, T.O. never gets his redemption for rewatching the game. Some horrible, horrible drops. He had one Steve Young all out blitz. Young just right into T.O.'s hands, except it wasn't into his hands because the sun was in his eyes. He couldn't see. And he really wanted everybody to know that he couldn't see because the sun was in his eyes. But um Brett Favre threw some Brett Favre threw some picks in that game. Packers turned it over in that game. And even the game winner by T.O., was a, it was more like a Willie Mays basket catch kind of like this, right? It wasn't like this. He was got it like crunched. this or like this? He got cr- I didn't see the replay. I think it was like exactly like you're talking. Yeah. like Kind of kind of caught it into his body and then gets double whammed. Yeah, which maybe if he goes hands only, the double whammy maybe knocks the ball out, but he had the ball secured in his bosom. And... um you, know, who's you told to me play. you noticed an assistant coach for the Packers. The winner, oh, the greatest. Andy Reid looked just ready to party slash brawl. He's got, you know, you call him Big Red. His hair was so red and like spiky, but not spiked up with gel, just naturally kind of puffy and spiky. He's got his headset on through it. He's got this goatee. He looks pretty spry. Uh, he looked really cool. He looked really cool on the Packers sideline. I mean, honestly, probably 40, 40 years old at the time. I mean, I think he's 62 now, 63 now. That's 24 look, years ago. And I'd ago, say he looked so. younger than 40. Just look. That was kind of a cool good. combination of coaches, right? Mariucci coaching the Niners, who's tight with Andy, who had just yeah. come from the Packers. Uh, Holmgren, who's a Walsh disciple, you know, West Coast guy. I mean, they're all kind of. Jim Mora uh, was the DB coach. I uh, know because one of the DBs got burned, and Jim immediately was scrambling on the sideline. Was was Gruden? Did you notice Gruden? Or was he probably on not might have been his first year on the Raiders? Yeah, might I didn't notice Gruden. Ninety eight, ninety eight. I don't. 
I don't know if Gruden was still on the uh, on the Packers. Yeah, Gruden was Gruden. That was his first year head coach on the Raiders. I guess he had been gone by the Packers for a, year, a couple of years. He'd been the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Good game if you happen to catch it. Good game. And now they're playing Lions Packers on NFL Network. They really miss the Packers. <laughs> They really miss the Packers. Oh, you know, this, just, uh, this is the Quay Miller play. I, I, I think it's tough to have. Th- they've had three straight. Because to me, the the NFC Championship game four years ago when the Niners beat them in 19 to go to the Super Bowl, I guess it would have been in the January of 2020, was not a kick in the dick loss. They, they were the heavy underdogs. They got worked, whatever. From the I think the neck was over. I think the next three years at home NFC Championship game, Brady, that one devastating. Rodgers won the MVP. Also, right afterwards, next year MVP again, number one seed hosting the Niner team, which is not as good as this year's Niner team. They don't score a touchdown offensively. You lose. You could argue that's the worst. Is that the worst of the three? Uh, Yeah, it's the worst of three. Yeah. That's the worst loss. Probably I the mean, worst loss in Rodgers' Fundamentally career. losing this year's loss is pretty bad, but I think last year shouldn't hurt more. This year's Because this year was just to get the seven seed. Yeah. You're the one seed. What, what were the Niners? A six and a half point underdog? And honestly, that was just because, like, out of respect from previous years. It, it could have been eight or nine. And they score one offensive touchdown. And then to lose the Lions. I actually don't think the Lions, that loss... Like it's a bad loss the way they lost, but the Lions are pretty good. Had been playing, started one and six guy. I, I think finished six, or they would have finished eight and three. Like I, I think they, if they, yeah, two and a half months of the season six. was good. Um, I think part of it is is it's their their arrival. Kind of the only reason they're not a big arrival is because they're so terrible as a franchise, right? Y- yeah, yeah. The That's Niners are a much bigger part. rivalry. They've been the, the joke Packers. of your story for a long time. If you're the Packers, right? The Lions have been a part of your story only because you get to kick their ass twice a year. I, I think the Niners-Packer rivalry is the biggest of my lifetime because the Cowboy rivalry lasted like four years. The Packer rivalry has been what about the, the 90s rivalry? shorter. Yeah, because think about it: the 90s they played in enormous games. I think four straight years in the playoffs. Harbaugh played them multiple times. Kyle now, he played him in 19. He played him last year. Fuck, they were waiting for him this year. <laughs> right? It, it was felt like, here we go It was again. a game that the league wanted. Yeah. I'd say Favre and Rodgers are two quarterbacks that the Niners have consistently played in the playoffs. It, the last year of the Dallas game was cool, but first time they'd played in 25 years. It doesn't feel quite as much of a rival. It, it's cool in part because the brands are so huge, but yeah. it's not really a rivalry in the sense that this thing is. I mean, yeah. they've played in so they played in big regular season games with the Packers too. Feels right? like they play them all the time. The Clay Matthews b- bumps the Clay Matthews hit Kaepernick out of bounds game was a regular season game, right? That wasn't a playoff game. Game, uh, game one, yeah, yeah. So they've played in a lot of big. Do you remember who had like 280 yards receiving in that game for the Niners? I'll give you eighty. He's not very fast. Anquan, yeah, M- might not have been quite 280. It was like 240. It was. So I think it was a 49er record. Wow. His his first game as a 49er. Like that guy. After he just beat him in the Super Bowl. 
Uh, all right, somebody asked, can Stetson Bennett get drafted? Can't um, he's going to get drafted? Stetson Bennett? Yes, that's what somebody just asked. Stetson Bennett, yeah. draft prospect. Like, where's he? Where? Well, I think that Brock Purdy created Stetson Bennett to look at him like a real player. Now, just because Brock Purdy's having success doesn't mean the guy's going to get drafted in the second round now. But if we redo the draft, which obviously we say over and over has never happened in the history of drafts, Brock Purdy's getting drafted in like the top 100. I mean, you. I remember you seem to think like he goes to the end of the first round. <laughs> Wait, I said Stetson Bennett goes to the end of the first round? No, no, no. I'm talking Purdy. Oh, yeah. First do you, rounder. Do you think he is? Brock? Yeah, I think yeah. he probably does. You can get you can do a lot worse in the first round than Brock Purdy. For sure. I think Stetson Bennett, someone asked me today who's in these discussions with his team. Obviously, today, they he said we were talking a lot about him. Uh, not that, you know, they're going to draft him or whatever, but I, he's like, what round do you think? I said fifth. Because if you think he could be a fringe starter backup, like if you knew the guy was going to be your backup quarterback, you wouldn't hesitate taking him in the third round, right? Uh, Right, yeah. I mean, I guess fourth, fifth round. We'll see. I saw somebody write, like based on the way he, the way he ran around on Monday in the championship game, he, maybe he doesn't run that slow. He looks well, fast. He's, not. he's a good athlete. He's a good athlete. He makes some really great throws. It's not like he's got a he's got a stronger arm than Purdy. It's not like right? all Georgia's guys are wide ass open all the time, right? I mean, McCockey, McCockney, he was McConkey. wide open. McConkey, I can't get it right. Was wide open several times. Um, I think that was pretty enlightening last night because there's probably a lot of people that watch that haven't watched that many besides like bits and pieces of Georgia games, not like yeah. sat down, watch Georgia Vanderbilt, you know, Georgia, Kentucky, and you're just going, wait, they got a little slot white wide receiver <laughs> who he their leading receiver. He's their <laughs> leading receiver. I also think it's pretty crazy that a kid from Napa went to the sec and is arguably beside like Will Anderson, the sec's best player. Ross. And I also, it hit me today in the shower. This is what I randomly think about. We talk a lot about, like, why did Will Anderson, what did he have to prove this year? He would have been the number one pick last year. You know, he didn't need to play this year. But you're like, you know, a lot of pride and whatever. He wants to win a national championship. He didn't win it last year. He, he won it his first year. What can Brock Bowers, who is a lock top 10 pick next year, who's a true sophomore, will be a junior next year, Back-to-back years, clearly the best tight end in the country, and he's won two national championships. What else? Like, does he really need a third? Like, what? what is he playing for? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Brock. I called him Ross. Uh, yeah, never been done. Has a tight end ever gone number one? We can't because of the quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. If, I, my, my point is, if, if you told me that Brock Bowers, like, he didn't want to do this, but he just didn't want to risk it. He sat out the year. It'd be the most understandable, like, back-to-back years, best tight end in the country, multiple national championships. Most people just die for two great years in college. You, you're locked. Jamar Chase had one. Like, he doesn't need a third. Yeah. Uh, Is that Canadian? Have you seen Gray Fox just gave us 50 bucks? Hey, fellas, just want to show some love for the great content you produce. Keep it up. Looks like it's $50 American. 
You didn't need to do that, Gray Fox. Not pesos, but thank you. It's very kind. We appreciate it. You just being here and hitting that like button. You went above and beyond, and um, we'll we'll use that for DoorDash tonight. Uh, or at least for the... Yeah, I mean, after taxes and our, you know, I, I know. <laughs> split it up evenly. It's about $7 a piece, but no, I'm just kidding, Gray Fox. Appreciate you. Um, what was I saying? Oh, have you seen Georgia's schedule next year? No. They don't play Alabama. They play. I think they're. They but, play but they. But they. In fairness, they usually. It's very rare that they play Alabama, right? Yeah, they play. I don't know what their regular rotation is, but they don't play LSU. They play Tennessee at the end of the year. It, it's basically it's a schedule that makes people think they're going to uh, win the championship again. Now the difference is they got to change quarterbacks, but. Um, I don't know my S. I I don't know my SEC rivalries. Yeah, or all of them. Like Alabama's rivalry in the other division is Tennessee. LSU's rivalry in the other division is Florida. So every single year Alabama plays Tennessee. Every single year LSU plays Florida. I don't know who Georgia's is. I thought Georgia was kind of a Florida rivalry, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're in the same. But I'm saying, like, out oh, of your, you know, like, you. you get a rival that's outside of the West and the East that you play every year. It might be Auburn. Yeah, they play Auburn. They play South Carolina, UAB, UT Martin, Ball State, I mean, I, Kentucky, Vandy, Florida at home. Oh no, that's probably eh, maybe that's a yeah home game. Mizzou, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia Tech. That's the schedule. That non-conference is pretty embarrassing. UT Martin, the Skyhawks? <laughs> UAB? Trent Dilfer, man. Trent Dilfer's Ball coming State. into Athens. Ball State. game for the Blazers. Yeah. Well, there you Have go. you seen Trent Dilfer, what he, what he wants? Like what he calls? What he hashtags? No. Uh, fire breathers only. Because they're the dragons? Or whatever they are? Yeah. I, I didn't even know that. I just thought like it was like a, you know, war daddies. I, I thought that just was his term, f- uh, fire breathers. But I guess it makes sense. They're dragons breathing fire. Uh, Derek says Georgia's rivalry is Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, but they're in the same division. I, I'm talking in the SEC. They have out of division rivals. At least LSU and Alabama do. I think it might be Auburn. You just you just play every year. Yeah. Um. Do you hold it against Stetson? Oh, I won't even ask. I'll just tell you. I, I, I don't hold it against him. He's a legitimate national champion. He won too. But I saw Micah Parsons tweet today like, I don't understand why it matters. I love that Micah has just college football takes. Guy, he's got a ton of just football takes. He does. It's He watches <laughs> a lot of ball. It makes me like him more. Um. But he's like, I don't think it matters. It's Stetson's 25. Who cares? I mean, college football is old this year, and next year it'll be older again. I mean, Cam Rising is going to be probably, tw- I think, 24 when Utah season starts. Uh, it's because of the COVID year, everybody got extra eligibility. But I think you are a different player at 25 than you are at 22. Like, that's an it is an advantage. It's not an illegitimate advantage, but it is an advantage. You're a different player at 25 than you are at 22. If he only played five years of eligibility, he'd have one championship, not two. But he got an extra year. It's six years. Six years. I don't know what his degree's in if he has it, but 
you know, six years is a long time. I, I, I knew for not a lot of degrees, just in general, going to the SEC. But so, in uh, six years, John, yeah, in yeah, six yeah, yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, Steph didn't graduate from Davidson, but he was only there for three years, right? I had a, I had a scout tell me that he wrote up triple-digit players this year that all went back to school. I, I think we've seen, because no one knows exactly the eligibility, right? I mean, when I did it, it was very concrete, right? You got a redshirt year, then you got four years after that. <laughs> so you got four, you got four years, you got five years to play four. Now with this extra year, it's like, yeah, I, it was my senior year, but I got this free year. It's like, well, it might be a six-round pick. Fuck it, I'll go back. And then you factor in the NIL. I, I think there is a historic amount of people these last two years that have extended their college careers that before would be, I don't know where they would get drafted. I, obviously, some guys would go higher, you know, a Blake Corm, a whoever. But a lot of guys that might have been in the 200s to undrafted yeah. free agents are just like, I'm going to stay at Georgia. I'm going to stay at UCLA. I'm going to stay at Texas. That's happening all over the country. He's not alone. He's the most famous because he's won. He's the MVP of all four playoff games he's played in. But there are a ton of Stetson Bennett's, like you said, that are 24, not 25 old, but 23, 24, that typically that just doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Which should make for better football. And I think NIL, to your point, has helped college football and will help college basketball because it keeps good players around. I think we're already seeing it. You know, are, are Bo Nix and Michael Penix coming back to Oregon and Washington if not for NIL money? I think to me, helps. quarterbacks, a, Blake Quorum's pretty nuts. A running back. Yeah, running back coming back for NIL money is the problem is you got to be a running back. I would say Penix, because he has a long history of injuries, that you would say historically sometimes a guy gets in his ear, like you put it up another year, you could be a top 15 pick next year. Or, I mean, the, the flip side would be, hey, man, you strike while the iron's hot. That's what I heard about Bo Nix. Like, he could strike while the iron's hot right now. He had an incredible season. His offensive coordinator, which was this guy left, just go, you might be a third-round pick. Like, what if next year does not go as well and it resorts more back to the Auburn? There is a huge risk if you've had a good year, Bo Nix, Blake, Penix, totally. returning. Well, are <laughs> the odds that all that all of them are just going to have great years? Well, who had the better year, Bo Nix or Michael Penix, would you say? Michael Penix led the nation in passing. Bo Nix, at one point in time, I think accounted for, I think he was second in the nation and touchdowns accounted for. Like, they both had pretty great years. Both of them are going to be highly touted and preseason, like all Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year candidates. If you had to pick one of the two of them to quote-unquote, when I say regress, just not have as good of a season as they just had, it feels like Bo would be more likely, given that they got a new coordinator, than Penix, who I don't did Washington lose any coaches? Feels like they got everyone. All no, those guys are still rock and roll. Yeah. Now, you could also make the argument, could Oregon bring in some sweet dudes with more offensive weapons? Yeah, I mean, and the other thing you'd say with Bo is, like, his legs are part of the equation, but it's also how he got banged, you know, he gets banged up a little, got banged up this year a little bit, right? Because he runs, he scores touchdowns with his legs. I'd bet on Penix. I think he's a better pure passer. Hendon Hooker probably made more at Tennessee than he would have if he went to the NFL. I think both those guys with an enormous season, because – now it changes. I mean, Josh Rosen after his freshman year was hey, this guy's number one pick. 
number one overall pick. Now he still went tenth, so it's not how far did he really fall. But I would say coming into next year, it's like Caleb and May one two. Like that's just going to be the one two. Yeah, those two guys can just get in the mix of being like, can these guys be top twenty picks? Right, Bo Nix and those guys have back to back years at their level, and they're top. Both of them can have top ten teams, yeah. right? Yep. And we've seen drafts with multiple. We saw, you know, that great Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Dre draft. Um, uh, sorry, uh, you know, I it's just that thing. Is that what Belichick calls him? I don't know. Uh, uh, said. Ryan Poles today, when asked, does Justin Fields have room to grow? He said he does. He has to get better as a passer. Asked if he's the starter next year. Uh, Poles said he'd have to be, quote-unquote, blown away by a quarterback out of this year's class to take one. Yeah, no no kidding. That's how everybody at the top of the draft usually – everyone acts like they're blown away. So Justin Fields getting moved. If he gets traded, would that validate – like, would that be a win for Kyle? It would. But you don't trade. These aren't the guys even in position to win. Air quotes is because he he hit on pick two sixty two. Mate, we think it appears right. I I I do this. Really doesn't suck, right? He's a player somebody would want to work with. They just might have the chance of getting a better player because they have the number one pick in the draft. I think a lot of people think he's one of the best running backs in the in the league right now. Like that's the way he's talked about. He can't, you know. As Ryan Pohl said, again, who watched more fields than me, you, and everyone, including Bears fans, saw him at practice too, doesn't think he's a great passer. Is that? Can I rephrase the way he said that? Does he have room to grow? He does. He has to get better as a passer. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I would say Mac Jones was horrendous this year. 14 touchdowns, 11 picks, and the eye test was even worse. Trey Lance, shattered ankle needed another surgery where everyone's like, oh, you've got to come out anyway. Yeah, he was having irritation. So I would say I red flagged that one. And he's back on crutches. And Fields now, it's going to be debated, and they are going to take calls. And I I will not be stunned if he's traded because there are enough teams that would take him in a heartbeat, and it'd be actually an easy way to just start your clock as a GM. Take Bryce Young. What if you could flip him for a one and a three or something? Right and start with a rookie. What would the, what would Washington trade for Justin Fields just to give their organization some oomph? Risky by polls because the likelihood that Bryce is better than Fields in the NFL it's you would say as we've seen. But that draft and you and I were talking about before we hopped on was a perfect storm. There was one guy leading the charge that was just like. That year's Andrew Luck, that year's Zion, that year's Bryce Harper that was just like, everyone agrees. This guy's, it's going to be hard for him to fail. And the only thing that could make him fail was Urban Meyer kicking people and everyone hated him. Now he gets a real coach. You're like, yeah, I see it. This guy's pretty interesting player. I'd take him. The other guys kind of rode that hype. Baltimore, 24. You're saying do... If they don't think they can sign Lamar, which of course they're going to sign Lamar. But... I don't know, man. I, I think there could be some craziness. We, yeah. We've seen the NFL has gotten a lot crazier in the offseason with people uh, uh, willing Seattle. to do weird, crazy deals. Yeah, fuck. I, everything's on the table. But that quarterback class right now looks pretty shitty. I mean, Trey Lance got Wally pipped. 
Uh, Zach Wilson, they just is going to get everyone fired and they hate him. Uh, Fields is just, he is not good enough where you, you're entertaining the idea, clearly. And for Ryan Poles to be like, well, I'd have to be really blown away. Well, Ryan, has Ryan Poles been to Alabama this year? I would be shocked if he hasn't, right? Taking a trip there to evaluate sure. those guys. Will Anderson looking at Will. Yeah. So he's done his extensive research on both those two players. The, uh, the Ryan Will over here. Those are the quarterbacks you're looking at. And Mac Jones is. Did you tell me that Bill was asked if Mac Jones was going to be their quarterback? And he said, yeah, that's the plan. Bill's answer was like, uh, yeah, he's good enough. Yeah, he's a, he's good enough to be in this league. The hype on that draft out of a one to 10, would you, with the quarterbacks, would you say it was closer to a 10 than it was a seven? Not only was it a 10, most of the energy was spent on everybody but Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. B, a, because Trevor, everyone knew was going number one, but B, because Trevor did not have, it almost felt like his the shine had kind of come off him a little bit. And everyone was debating Zach and Trey and Fields and Mac. And so the guy who was the best wasn't even the guy who was creating all the hype for that class, really. Did the did the national championship game you went to, did they win it or did they get their ass kicked? The national championship game I went to was his freshman year, they kicked Alabama's ass. That's gotcha. when Tua got pick sixth on like their first possession. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. He lost he lost in the playoff game to Fields where he got his ass kicked. And yeah. Fields threw, remember, six touchdowns and was throwing bombs to some of those guys that I mean look pretty sweet. I mean, <laughs> they got some pretty good wide receivers in that program. But yeah, I mean, I the hype, it's a good lesson, right? And you just just look around the NFL. Even Mahomes, like there was no hype on Patrick Mahomes coming out of college. There was, I would say, way more hype on Josh Allen, good and bad, but he was talked about way more than Patrick Mahomes in the draft. And then you just go to the Dak Prescotts, the the Kirk Cousins, like those guys, Jimmy Garoppolo's, Derek Carr's. I mean, you're talking just second, third, fourth-round picks are the majority of the starters. Say what you want about Tom Brady. He was a six-round pick. Aaron Rodgers, once upon a time, went 24th. Like Most of the guys crushing in the league are like, yeah, Baker Mayfield, people think he sucks. He went number one. Jared Goff sucked, then he kind of resurrected his career. Wentz is – the picture you sent me, he had to be the third stringer for that game, right? I, so I sent John a photo. I wish I had it on hand right now. It was so good. It was Sam Howell getting like a game ball. And behind him is Jake Fromm clapping. Heineke in uniform clapping. Big smile, like authentic, like really proud Carson Wentz in the background clapping. So yeah, he would have been no no or, pads. No pads. He would have been From was clearly like hadn't even his pads aren't even there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so Heineke was the backup and Howell started and yeah. Wentz was inactive. They treated Wentz like the Jets treated Zach Wilson in terms of like you're not touching the field today. And that guy was the number two overall pick. So it's just we know this. I mean, it's we could we could do this exercise in the two thousands and the nineties. But it it is crazy how that consistently it's going to happen this year, right? Bryce, CJ, Will Levis, I would guess, are all going to go in the top ten. Decent chance only one of them is really good. If two of them are, are really ten year starters, that's an outlier situation, and more than likely some random dude. Now, just because you go in the third round, like Desmond Ritter, probably going to suck. Like you know, most quarterbacks in general, regardless of the round, Willis, was he a third rounder too? Who? Malik Willis. Yeah. 
you could argue, you know how they say like the likelihood of hitting on a pick in the in the first round is whatever. If you factor in the entire round, it's like 37%. Once you get to the third round, it's like 18%. It, it diminishes. You could I bet if you did a study for 20 years, wherever you take the quarterback, the difference is I guess the sixth and seventh would be pretty minuscule, but like the difference between a first round quarterback hitting and a third round quarterback hitting over a period of time is probably not that much different. Well, you know what's funny is you mentioned golf. Like, if you told the team, here's the career Jared Goff's going to have, they would not draft him in the first round, right? Definitely not number one overall. Okay. Not number one overall. But because I, because like you said, you could do worse with Brock Purdy going at the end of the first round. I think you could take Jared Goff, pick 26, and like, is that a bad pick? Yeah. Okay. So, but, but, so nobody in their right mind would take Jared Goff one or two, knowing he was about to have this career. You wouldn't, it's not worth it, the value. But the odds that he's a bust are much higher than the odds that he even has this career, right? Like, yes. Goff's career is pretty rare, really. Uh, most guys that get drafted at a high don't feel like they turn into, at being as good as as him, like he's got. So I think starting one, one thing he benefits from, and I, we don't talk about this enough. And I'd even factor in Sonny, Sonny Dyke, Sean McVay, and now this guy Ben Johnson, who clearly people think pretty highly of. I mean, he's running these crazy play; like he's pretty good, pretty good offensive coaches for a large percentage of his playing career. Jared Goff, yeah. offensively, yeah, he's been in good spots. But I mean, I give him credit, you know. I'm not diminishing. I'm just saying he is. He should be glad that like he's he's been surrounded by he's clearly pretty high level coaches. Yeah, he is reaching his potential. Did did Baker? Maybe, they, but they they know. did call a pass to put the knife in the Packers' neck. They did on fourth down in that game. They also called that hook and lateral, <laughs> like the you small see, area, like the bubble screen hook and ladder. Did you see on last Saturday night? Jags, Titans. They actually did the, it twice because they had a fourth down conversion earlier in the game too, like to the sideline where Goff threw the ball. Did you see the hook and ladder that the Titans ran? That clearly the, the spacing was a little off. Traylon Burks from the middle of the field threw it over his head and it, it just, it was a disastrous play. I don't know. I don't remember that play. It was early in the game. Not locked in on that one, I'll admit. Uh, d- d- Todd Downing, uh, no longer the offensive coordinator. I don't know if you missed that one. Fired. I, I did see that on the, on in the comment section, I think, yesterday. By the way, uh, a quick look of the um, – the. Uh, all right, let me get the sports book. I got every everybody here. So Niners are still at 10 on DraftKings. But when I looked this morning, it was – Basically a consensus, 10 across the board. That line open at 7.5. It's now 9.5 in some places. Like a fair amount of places. So the the Niners, are. it's come down by a half a point after starting at 7.5 and getting to 10. I do think if you have offensive weapons, 10 points, like Seattle's not a four-win team. They did win nine games. It could be 30 to 13 in the fourth quarter and you hit DK on a bomb and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's 30 to 20. And if that number was 10 and a half, you cover that, that to me, when you get 10, 10 and a half, that is a enormous number for a playoff game. You should not have that many, even if you, it can be a blowout and still that number covers. 
I think 10 is a very sexy number to people that like truly gamble a lot. Like to me, there's a big difference between 10 and nine and a half. Yeah. The sharps just jump like, on 10. I, I just think you just, just do the math, you know, different equations in your hand, in your head where it's like 35 to 15. So you're down 20. Then all of a sudden, Going into the fourth quarter, I kick a field goal, 18, and then I score a touchdown and I get an extra point, and all of a sudden it's 26-35. Well, remember the last time they played? Exactly. I, I just the co- the the understanding of the teams. Uh, you watch Pete Carroll talk about Kyle. He was asked, like, does this give you any similarities to Jim? It's pretty clear Pete's and Jim are he's not the biggest fan of Jim Harbaugh. He's like, no, I don't. This is Kyle's team. This this feels like a Kyle-led squad. Feels like he likes Kyle. Does not yeah. like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> was he? Was Pete there with Mike? No. Shanahan was Pete on. Pete was not on that Niners staff. Pete was gone. That was Pete was early Niners, like late eighties, early nineties, right? Yeah, late eighties. Uh, plus a cyclone burst or whatever we're calling the rain, which I saw someone in the chat said Pete, Pete actually came after Mike left because Mike was his offensive coordinator, right? For the yeah. Super Bowl team in 94 and oh. then became the Denver Broncos head coach in 95. Okay. Pete Carroll became the defensive coordinator after being fired by the jets in 94. So Got he it. became the defensive coordinator for the, for the 49ers 95 and 96. It's pretty crazy all the that game, that 98 game against the Packers, like some of the coaches they had just had. And and those Packers guys were some of them were not, you know, were kind of Niner guys. Home Holmgren's a Bill Walsh guy. Mooch was a good looking dude. It still is. Fantastic. I mean, how good I and mean, when he was a little skinnier in that hair. Oh. Young Mooch, young Andy. It's like a GQ kid was like could have picked out. Your models for the new season of menswear from that uh, sideline. John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Quality sleep is important. You should start the new year with new resolutions. I was at the grocery store the other day. They said the Monday after New Year's was the busiest Monday that store has ever had in the history of the store. And they said uh, the girl checking me out was like, you know, New year, people buying vegetables. Well, let me tell you, sleeping is easier than eating or buying vegetables. Sleepnumber.com slash ham gets you off to a good start. Yeah, get a good night's sleep. When you get a good night's sleep, life is easier. You're more productive at work. You are happier with your children, with your significant other, with your family, with With your coworkers. With yourself. With yourself. Yeah, it starts here, and then it goes there. And where it all starts is in that bedroom. Because you know what, guy? 24 hours in a day. Most of us are not Kobe or Tiger sleeping two hours, right? Most of us are sleeping. Mentality. Yeah, the, the six to eight and probably leaning toward the eight. And you get a sleep number bed, your sleep improves. You and I can both speak on this incredibly. I mean, it, it's a, it changes your life. It, it, it truly does. A good night's sleep is life-changing. But imagine, we all get it once in a while, but imagine having consistent good night's sleeps. That's what happens when you get a sleep number bed. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Go get one. Whether you like to sleep a little softer, like John, a 40, or me, sleep number 55, whatever it is, choose proof of quality sleep. And because, uh, well, I was going to say, 
because to be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. But the and was and discover special offers for a limited time at your local sleep number store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Do it. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Um, so you mentioned the Seahawks. Let's start with this. Who are the Niners getting? There's some discrepancy in um, who the Niners are about to play in the Seattle Seahawks. On one hand, you have Kyle Shanahan, who Tuesday at his press conference um, used some numbers that suggest that the Seahawks are playing some of the best football of the season. He said the Seahawks in the last four weeks are a top seven defense, and they're one of the best rushing teams in the NFL over that straight uh, over that same stretch. Um, other numbers suggest otherwise. Here's our buddy Akash on Avarathan 
who tweeted the Seahawks DVOA splits since week 10 against the rush. Their defense is 27th against third downs. They're 30th in the red zone. They're 28th against tight ends. They're 27th against running backs receiving their 30th against passes under 15 yards. They're 28th. So this paints a little bit of a different picture than, than the picture Kyle was painting. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think their defense is very good. Uh, I, I've always liked Quandry Diggs. He's always made plays, but they don't have a great pass rush. Um, I, I just, I think their average is the day is long. Like they just don't have impact players. Like part of go back to what? Days have been shorter lately. Who have say that again? The days they've been shorter lately. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Just to to me, their their defense isn't very good, and they haven't been good for the last couple years. And that's to me is why they've talked themselves in potentially to like not taking a quarterback, try to build that thing up, and win with Geno. Because if their defense was a lot better, I mean, are they a double digit win team? But then again, I look at Geno Smith and I go, up through Thanksgiving weekend, he had five picks. Now, he ended up throwing 30 touchdowns, which is pretty damn good. And especially this year, it feels like offense was a little down. There weren't that many guys throwing like 48, 45 touchdowns. 30 touchdowns is impressive. But he had five interceptions. So a huge part of it when everyone was like kind of blowing him was he had this great touchdown to interception ratio. Well, since Thanksgiving weekend, he has six picks. And last week against the Rams, now I understand Jalen Ramsey tried to like impress Deion Sanders and just went throwback, but he's just been throwing the ball to the other team. Uh, and the crazy part is in that Niners game, he didn't throw a pick, but the two last year, last week against the Rams. Well, I mean, he, let's face it. That, he did. He threw a pick six in the Niner game. It got called back. Bosa hit, well, yeah, but it got called back because Bosa hit him late, not because of some, you know, defensive holding on a receiver. Like, now again, that's happened. It happens to everybody. But I'm not trying to take away anything from Seattle. Like they put themselves in position to be here. But watching that game live, I thought they got pretty lucky to win it. Obviously, that call against Jalen Ramsey on was it the late hit or whatever? Oh yeah, Gino, was it was it Gino? It was Gino. Yeah, I mean, Gino he ran did, into it, him. It was bullshit. And, and that play happened after they had a first down thanks to a running into the kicker. That was bull- that was a flop. Listen, it's Baker Mayfield, so what are you going to expect? He, the, the interception he threw was pretty horrendous. He just like threw it up. <laughs> it was a pretty easy pick, which led to the game-winning field goal. But like they easily could have lost that game. I, my point is, like I don't, I don't watch them and go, yeah, they're playing well. They're playing well. They did beat the Jets pretty handily the week before. I thought the Jets were pretty gutless. And I watched a lot of Jets Miami. The Jets kind of fucking mailed it in after they lost that game to Jacksonville several weeks ago. It kind of felt like it's over. Which is why I think Saul is taking some heat from the powers that be. Because the last two weeks, the Jets were horrendous guy. They scored 12 points in two weeks. Powers that be. <laughs> well, look, part of the like, way- like the Lions, the Lions have been playing well for a while. I do not view Seattle that way. Statistically, Eye test, quarterback play. Kenneth Walker's a good player, but I, I don't. How many teams make it into the playoffs having won? Th- they're three and five in their last eight games. Three and five to get into the yep. playoffs because they started well. But the Niners have kicked their ass twice. I mean, 
the Niners score 21 to 13 the last time was not indicative of that game. The Niners beat them by 20 back in week two. Back when the Seahawks were kind of putting it together, they wrote me off and I didn't write back. Um, that was that game. They had just beat that was a great line. <laughs> that was a great line. So, and then 21 to 13, that, that game was 28, was really like a 28 to 3 game, not a 21 to 13, but it was 20. That's why there's a difference between will you beat a team and will you cover the spread? Those are two different things. But, and here's the other thing. It's funny because Russ was such, Russ had the 49ers number. And now, you know, it's like the Niners rather be playing Russ probably. I mean, rather be playing Geno than Russ, even though Russ is not the same guy he once was. But DK, who was a monster, now can you keep doing it? Looked at least last time they played like a pretty good matchup for Charvarius Ward, or Charvarius Ward was happy to match up with him, right? The first time they played, same deal. Like DK has not, what do you have, six catches? I don't know if you have the box score in front of you. The first game, he only had four catches for 35 yards without Se- a touchdown. Seven, seven, but only 7.55 average, less than eight yards a catch. And no touchdown? The- no touchdowns, yeah. So he has eight. So he has, you said 55. He has 90 receiving yards in two games and no touchdowns against the 49ers. Like Charvarius Ward for all of the is he lead? Is he Dion? He matches up well with DK. I, I think one thing that's different this year, just looking statistically at DK, most catches he's ever had 90. How about the yards? Uh, he had more yards in 2020. He had less yards last year, but he missed games. He only had six touchdowns, and he averaged by far the least amount of yards per catch. And I think it makes sense, right? When he played with Russ, especially those first couple of years before Russ fell off a cliff, Russ one of the great deep ball throwers of all time. And DK is one of the most unique deep threats of all time when you factor in size, speed, and just ball skills. Man. He's not really the same. Like, are you really worried about him just running straight and hitting some sixty-yard bomb? Because that was always a huge threat against, you know, with Russ. And then Tyler running that deep crosser. So you had one guy going deep, the other guy. It was just, it's not quite the same. Partly is Russ extending a play. Everyone's kind of breaking down. Gino's oh, really Gino a pocket would, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Gino did get not a bad out athlete, a bit. but yeah, I mean, DK's John. I mean, I know you're looking at it. His twenty twenty. 83 catches, 1,300 yards, which was almost 16 yards per catch and 10 touchdowns. Then it's 2021. Even last year, he got got 12 touchdowns last year. I know. And almost 13 yards per catch. He's, he's, what, 11.6? So he's four yards off of his best yards per catch, and he's a yard and a half off of last year's average. And half. I I, I think one thing with him... For him, really, like he's clearly a really good player. Like he could function with Geno, get you ninety plus catches, and be a a guy that every defensive coordinator talks about when you play him. But he's going to be underutilized if you don't have a Josh Allen, a Mahomes, a Peak Russ. Like he he needs to play with a specific quarterback because his specific skill is special. And not not like Jimmy wouldn't be able to function with him, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of Derek Carr wouldn't have great success with it. Like a lot of quarterbacks. Dak, I wouldn't put say Dak Prescott would be his type guy. Like, I mean, there are a lot of quarterbacks who are solid players that would not mix with him. And I would p- put Geno in that. Again, he's so good, he's going to be. You'd want him on your team, but he's probably in a weird way being underutilized. And the threat 
more likely to break a tackle and go to the house than just hit the 50-yard bomb down the sideline. It's crazy is all three guys got paid, AJ, DK, Debo. Debo got injured, but the other two guys did produce all pretty good seasons. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'd say AJ had. We broke the Eagles record of yards, and I think definitely yards in a season. And DK, very respectable season, given that he's playing with Geno Smith, right? 90 and six. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I I think partly it's Charvarius. It, there's two new parts to this. They were also teammates. Never forget. They went to college together and played on the same team. Those two. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. <laughs> What did what did Ole Miss win that year? Like seven. Games? I think like six games. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine some of the DBs on just like rant like Alabama? Like Jesus Christ, who are these two guys? And Nick's like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you treat them like any other receiver. Like Nick, I'm telling you, these guys are not like any other receiver. There was no chance in NIL days those fucking guys would have transferred to Georgia or Alabama or LSU about year one. They'd have been gone. Thing is, DK didn't really. Would anybody have realized that you should pay DK Metcalf? Well, DK, I think had a had back issues is one of the reasons why. Never forget, Debo went way ahead of those two guys in the draft. You know, Debo was the thirty six pick. Those guys didn't go. The Titans and uh, and Seattle were like playoff teams. Those guys went at the end of the second round. Yeah, Kyle was drafted into his quarterback. And remember, Kyle coached him at the Senior Bowl. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he brought, like, he doesn't return, but that was a huge thing he did in Kyle. Like, he was a versatile chess piece like Kyle likes. He makes sense with Kyle. You know, like, I would say D- DK would make, if you had to rank the guys Kyle would want, Debo's just would be one. Now, now with Purdy, maybe AJ, AJ, AJ would definitely be two. Yeah. Um, you, you, you start, you mentioned the, you know, Pete Carroll getting asked about Jim Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan. Um, there is something to be said about, you know, as long as Pete Carroll is the coach of the Seahawks, and obviously the Seahawks team is not like his other teams, you probably do need to be physical just to stand toe-to-toe with them, right? Even though there was, it is Kyle's team, not Jim's team anymore, that's, those days are long gone, it is kind of the same formula. And it made that Seahawks rivalry, and I think it's why the Seahawks game still has some cachet is because it, it – it looks the same from the Niners standpoint. The Seahawks have changed. Their personnel isn't the same. Their style of play is the same. Like, remember, the, the Seahawks game was the game that Trey got hurt in because Cody Barton was a heat-seeking missile and destroyed him while Trey was trying to run. So I, I think the question of Pete's kind of fair. Like, it is Pete's style. It is the Niners' style. The Niners' style, through multiple coaches, uh, has come back to what it was when this rivalry began. And that part of it is is cool and probably necessary because Pete is going to get guys that play. Like Pete's guys will play their asses off. They just do. Well, assuming that McVay's gone, which sure trends that way, and Arizona's going to blow that fucking thing up. When you factor in Seattle with all these picks, and they already have a solid nucleus, clearly of some good players that to win eight to ten games right now without even a top ten pick and their own pick, Seattle, if you had to bet on who's going to be the second best team or the team that's going to give the Niners the most trouble next year and the team that's going to compete to win the division, you would put, as long as Pete's there, Seattle next year, right? Yeah, I think if you told me like Stafford's healthy and they get a good coach, 
I'd give the Rams a shot. The Rams, I thought, or if McVay's back and Stafford's healthy, like they competed, you know. You tell me McVay's back and all those guys are back, I, I would agree. But but I'm with you. But never forget, Stafford played before McVay on a lot of teams that had some talent and they underachieved. Here's the here's what I would say though about Seattle: if they run it back with Geno, they they probably aren't. You know, like this year they caught lightning in a bottle for half the year. And we're well, they get in a thirty and eleven year again. Because I would say back to back thirty and eleven years from Geno, are we going to start talking no, they're about not him being a top year. twenty quarterback? They're not getting the same year, and they're not. You know, and because of that year, what they did was they built themselves up a record that allowed them to finish three and five in their last eight and still make the playoffs. One, two, three. Since two thousand fifteen, before this season, he start he played a bunch his first couple years with the Jets when he was a second round pick. Then he got. Benched, I don't know, in 15. Oh, they probably brought in like Ryan Fitzpatrick, so he went to the bench. From 15 to 2021, Geno threw a total of eight touchdowns. And this year, obviously, threw 30. So, so he had a great year. It'd be an incredible career renaissance if he went on to be a three- or four-year starter, right? That's unheard of in the league. Yeah. Unheard They're looking of. for their next quarterback. It's as simple as that. Well, if you're the Niners... Would you rather just have them draft one of the guys this year? No, I'd rather them keep rolling with Geno. Yeah, and just draft players. Yeah. Just because the likelihood that they do hit on a guy to be a top 15 player, then that's a problem. Yeah. So. They're not in position to draft Bryce, you wouldn't think, assuming he'd go one. So we're talking C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. If I was a betting man, I would say that they draft a quarterback. This is their their. When's the next time they're going to be drafting high? Right? Their their floor is too high. Like with Pete. Or who knows? Maybe some guy we're not talking. But I I would be. I bet they're going to be in the mix. You know, I heard Brady Quinn say he's like he was talking about C.J. Stroud, and he just kind of he didn't say anything in particular specifically, but he just kind of alluded to maybe there's some questions about. Like CJ, the guy, the leader, that type of thing. Just something to keep an eye out for. That was a knock on. That was a knock on Fields. That he I know, like and it was Rob very Rob controversial. Just something to keep an eye out for. That was Mac. That was a Mac Jones strength, and he screams at everybody. Yeah, I'm not saying it's always right or wrong. I I don't know, but just something to keep an eye out for. That's all. I don't know that that would scare Peter. I mean, it depends. It depends. It depends. It's hard to know. Like, is it leadership or is it just cockiness? Those are two different things. You can be well, like Jalen Carter, number eighty-eight, that just looks like a twelve-year NFL player, Pro Bowler. Yeah, I I don't know if he's you know Mister Perfect Character guy. And it's like, oh, who in the top ten would take this guy? It's like Pete Carroll, the Eagles. Like, <laughs> I I know some teams. Chiefs, if they could. <laughs> in a heartbeat off the Niners board off Belichick's board number two player on the Eagles Pete loves them you know it's just different cup of tea for every different guy because I think some the guys that like that they think they can like harness that he looked it's crazy as CJ was running around on those sweet defensive linemen it was a little harder for old uh, Max to get away from those boys last night. <laughs> there was okay, there was one shit. possession. I think you might have seen it because it was after TCU scored. He like steps up in the pocket and just, you know, in the pocket, when you get hit from the initial rush, you get hit pretty hard. 
when you get hit, you're like moving around the pocket and guys, people, it's more just like they're grabbing you. He hit a brick wall and just got swallowed. I mean, it was just just right into somebody's chest who's twice his size. How about the guy on Georgia's D-line whose name is Bear, who's a true freshman? He's like 6'3", 305. Did you see that guy? He had a, he made a play. What number was he? Do you know? I don't know. I just remember they're like, there's Bear, a true freshman, and they cut to him on the sideline. He's 6'3", 305. Like, holy smokes. They, I would imagine one big difference is Ohio State probably just has dramatically better offensive linemen than TCU, so they could just handle them a little bit better. It felt like TCU guys were like, Coach, I, I can't I can't hold this guy. But even C.J. Stroud, remember, had to get out of the pocket, make a bunch of Well, exactly, of and run around. It felt like those guys were turnstiles, like just, whoop. Uh, all right, Brock Purdy. Let's check out some numbers for Brock here. Did you see the other day when they showed Brock's uh, – what what was it? Was it his high school, like his senior year of high school, some championship they showed Brock and Chris Myers said what everyone was thinking. He looks exactly the same. It was like a photo from, you know, 2017 or whatever. All right. Here's they, the well, at the end of the game when they pulled Brock Purdy yeah. and he was standing next to McCaffrey, it feels like him and McCaffrey do not need to buy razors. Like, do they grow facial hair? You know, I don't think um, – he does. I think there's a little, if we got in there, maybe on the chin, right? Like here, corner under the, I don't think McCaffrey does. The other guy, you know who else doesn't is Trevor Lawrence. Does not look like he shaves. No. Like the, there's no hairs coming out of the, pool. Nothing. Like it doesn't just, exist. Alyssa was like, he has beautiful skin. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's he like, actually had a deeper voice than I thought when he talked. Kind of throws game. you. <laughs> yeah. All right, John, here's some Brock Purdy numbers. Since he took over week 14, since becoming the starter, this is where he ranks the NFL, according to NFL and CBS. First in passer rating, first in touchdowns, uh, per, first in touchdowns per attempt, 9% of his attempts are touchdowns, first in passing yards per attempt, 8.85, and tied for first in wins. Yeah, I mean, I... He's been, and that doesn't count the Dolphins game. Where you it went from flash in the pan to a month later, like this. Everything we saw was real, and the only question is now if he keep if he keeps playing like this, I think they win the NFC. I, I think it takes him playing really shitty or a game where they fumble it several times and the defense is bad. Yeah, and in fairness, the defense has shown the last couple of weeks has not been. I would say they're you know, shining moment of the season. But I, I thought Kyle summed it up pretty well because I think Eric Branch, our buddy, asked him, like, do you approach Brock a little bit different than you would necessarily with Jimmy in playoff games, given that Jimmy had been through the situation and had been taught as a backup to become a starter? He had seen a lot of different experiences with a rookie quarterback. And Kyle's like, no, nah, man, we just, our week's kind of our week, right? Like, we do first down on Wednesday. You know, it's shorter week this week, but like we do first and second down, then we do third down, then we do red zone. And every week in the NFL's a big deal. And you start thinking about it, and you taught me this a long time ago when you try to get fired up on baseball, which does not work on the West Coast. It kind of works in the Northeast. Like a game in June does not matter. And honestly, the NBA I'm is talking the same for radio thing. show topics back in the day. Uh, 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 an end, even though we probably should have done like this must win, it would have been more fun, but no one actually cares, especially when it was talking about like Sonny Gray and the A's. But 
those in, were fun that, topics. In bat, but you wouldn't do it. You said this is a must win game. You know, yeah. it's like uh, game sixty seven. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, the, the, in basketball, it's the same thing. In football, every game matters. It just does. Now, does it determine your season or not? No. But after a football game, when you lose it, it is devastating. It's why it by far is the number one. What we do for a living, the number one topic is football games and reacting to them because there's nothing fake about when something happens and especially in the NFL. So these last five weeks where he's prepared to be the starter, like they've all mattered. And even once they won the division that Thursday night in Seattle, they had to keep winning. It kind of, you know, it opened up when, when Jalen got hurt, they, the number one seat, but definitely with Minnesota, it was like, God, they could get the two seat. So they were in this unique position where they clinched the playoff position and they had that Y next to their name, but they could increase their seating. And what happened? They did. They did. Like when he first came in, they were not going to have multiple home games in the playoffs, right? They were seven and four when he took over, right? Like a half. And I think the Vikings had one loss at the time for sure. But also they hadn't, they, I think they were a half game ahead of Seattle, right? When he took yeah. over the Dolphins, that going week thirteen, when he took over, going into that Dolphins game, that was a big game because Miami was good and Seattle was right on the 49ers' heels. And it was like, well, you lose, they win, they beat you at home at the end of the year on a Thursday night. It's a short week. You're coming off the Bucks game. What happens against the Bucks? Like, I think you're right, right? Like, it's easy in hindsight to say, he hasn't played in a big pressure spot yet, or at least he certainly hasn't played in a playoff game. Was it Miami, about, Tampa, Seattle? Was that the yeah? Gotcha. How about being just the last pick of the draft who has to take over a team that everyone just looks at and says, "Hey, man, just come in here and drive this car. Don't crash the car, and we'll be fine." Right? Which I guess in theory sounds like there's not a lot of pressure there, but I think there's quite a bit of pressure when you jump into, you know, it'd be like. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has a big lead, you know, a, a a big lead with 15 laps to go. Hey, kid, just come hold this lead. It's like, well, cool that I'm in Lewis Hamilton's car with the lead. And Lewis had to go to the bathroom, whatever he had to leave, got hurt. But there's if you don't land that plane, that's on you because everything was working without you, right? And that's pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, Pete Carroll's like, listen, they obviously have a lot of sweet players. He's been a fantastic point guard, but he, you also have to go out and do it. Right? It's easy to be like, well, they got 17 players to throw it to. Well, can you do it? Because Jimmy was hit or miss doing it. He'd been in the league for eight years you know, and got a $100 million contract once upon a time. Trey, so like, there was some question. I mean, I, fuck you. Yeah. You know, the, the, his own teammates question. I don't want to relitigate it, but we've been down that road before. <laughs> I, I, I did see someone in the chat and they bring up a good point. The weather this weekend could be a factor. And that is something that he hasn't really played in a crazy weather game. This is where, though, it benefits. He did play college football in a place with not great weather, right? So you are, this gets back to Kaepernick. When they, when he went up to Green Bay, Kaepernick played at Reno. So despite being a kid from the Valley, where it's fucking hot as shit most of the year, he played at a place. I remember going up there as a GA at Fresno State. It was freezing, like November 1. Now it was probably like 40 degrees, but I remember being so cold. But I it's not just the, it's not just the games. It gets 40 there. Fuck yeah. And he, what else do you do? Football teams, like you train once the season ends in January and February to spring ball, like lifting outside. 
like he's used to being, he spent four years in a very, very cold place. Obviously played some cold weather games, but just think about spring ball. Think about training. Like he is used to not beautiful weather at Ames, Iowa, or Iowa, Iowa city or wherever the hell Iowa state is. Ames is Iowa state. Yeah. So it's that when I think the state of Iowa, that's state, correct. Uh, I, I think, uh, Six months of the year, tough weather, like November to probably early April. Like that's it's not. I, I wouldn't call it the Florida Keys, you know. That that feels just like when when he's throwing balls in February, getting ready for spring ball. It is not beautiful outside. I would guess they have an indoor facility, but to me, it just I, I like guys that are accustomed to the weather. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm just this isn't ideal. Last year. They hosted TCU. It was 42 degrees. They beat them 48 to 14. Brock was uh, 21 to 30, 262, two touchdowns, no picks. No, it's not. Like, it's Matt not freezing Doug. cold there. To me, it's more about I, I would rather have a 30-degree game than just a slop. That, that neutralizes everything. Yeah, and I bet we could find a few of those games. Here's a, a 63. I bet we could find a few of those games, but you know the good news is this doesn't have. This is not a shoot. This is not Aaron Rodgers on the other side. This is not the good Russell Wilson team on the other side. We know what the recipe is for a Kyle Shanahan team. The recipe to win is pretty straightforward. The recipe to lose is also straightforward. The recipe to lose is they turn it over. That's that's the recipe to lose. Kyle and Pete both said that. That the number one thing turnovers. It's playoff football. And I would argue this, turnovers in the wrong spot. Pick sixes and turnovers in your own territory. You know, picks at the other 30. If you told me Brock those three interceptions, but they're all between the plus, you know, 35 and 25, that would be devastating. But I would just about guarantee that doesn't turn into 21 points. Maybe turns into 10, right? Yeah. It's it's not just picks. It's it's turnovers. It's where they happen. Is it a Ray Ray? You know, is it a? Did you see what Kyle said about Ray Ray? Leaves the league in mumbles. I was like Kyle, that, I don't even like you saying that because an M is one letter away from an F, and I don't want to hear fumbles. Um, leaves the league in mumbles. Ray Ray's, Ray Ray's really grown on him. <laughs> Ray, Ray Ray's good man. I like yeah, Ray Ray. Nothing in the baby zone. Austin says, I think A.J. Brown's a horrible matchup for the D- for the Niners' DBs. You cross that bridge in the conference championship game. And there should be bad match. matchups in the conference championship games against the one seeds. For sure. Who who's feels like, oh, yeah, we got an A.J. Brown stopper. You know, that's, I, I'll tell you who's a bad match. Justin Jefferson's tough matchup the following week, right? Yeah. I mean, last time I checked, he's pretty damn Thielen, good. Jefferson and Thielen. Well, who's Thielen going on? Lenore? Would you rather like, play those guys on turf or at home on grass if you're the Niners? Uh, grass. Yeah. I, I like Cousins on the – like, I'll take my chances with him coming to me. This would be a great weather. Like, this weather for Cousins would be ideal for the Niners, right? Yes. Yeah. You would like a bomb cyclone for Cousins. I could just see Seattle just kind of mucking up the game, running the ball. They're praying for rain. I think it's a Luke Bryan song. Pete's probably playing it over and over in the facility. <laughs> I agree. 
I just my thing is like I had some I had a couple of people DM me after the show like well here's the thing like why the Niners basically like why the Niners should kick Seattle's ass after yesterday after we did a show yesterday and I'm just to me if you take a step back you go Niners Seahawks Pete Carroll I just can't assume any of that becomes easy now maybe it does the Niners blow teams out the Niners are much better than the Seahawks that is a fact but there's a difference between what should happen and saying it's impossible for the thing that shouldn't happen happens. Agreed. Appropriate fear. And, you know, pick 262 is your quarterback. And I believe in him, but he's never done this before. That is what's kind of cool. I will say, like, you want to play the Packers. You want to play the Lions. Who are Lions would be kind of freaky if you were playing the Lions. Like, I'd love that matchup, but that'd be a freaky game because they're freaky. I'd like some good reps for McGlinchey on Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. (laughs) This is... There's no such thing as like a soft landing in the playoffs, but I one thing that I'm excited about just is I get we get to watch Brock Purdy in the postseason this week. Like that's that's an insane thing to have think would occur if you had made that statement January 10, 2022. But isn't that what's fun about football? Yeah. And isn't that just fun about sports? Like yeah. all of a sudden Nick Foles is winning a Super Bowl. Like this this is what makes this whole thing pretty fun. I, it's just you can't make this shit up. And, well, and honestly, more often than not, this situation goes horribly bad. <laughs> it's what makes it really fun when it goes really well. Because you're like, no, no, you, you still can't believe it. You still can't believe it. And honestly, well, if he will, goes on to win this week, and let's just get some of the NFC Championship game, we'd go, I can't believe they made the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy. But then I, I think Pete Carroll would tell you, guys, have you seen their fucking roster? Sure. <laughs> right? seen their coach like they, they they're pretty well equipped they just need the quarterback to play solid this is what the old school coaches would say i i don't need Mahomes. If, if you're if you build up your team pete's like this is what i told russell eight years ago hand the ball off throw some play action we'll win we'll play d that's the that's the that's the formula pete's like i've been saying this for 30 years <laughs> kyle's like me too yeah, yeah i've been saying this since i was 10 <laughs> so this is like it really but what makes Brock cool is that was Jimmy in the playoff runs. He he was he was kind of steering the ship, but the ship was going with the current. Like he he was not he wasn't dodging, you know, icebergs. Yeah. It feels like Purdy is a huge part of this, which makes it very unique. Like this is I mean it's unheard of. It's unprecedented. It's it's unprecedented to see even if you're Mr. Relevant, I would just say six, seventh round picks. One, I, I would say once you get past like that fourth round, we've seen it before. Cousins, Dak, I'm sure there are other guys in the history of the league, but th- those two guys now have been in the playoffs a lot over the last like half decade. So it's like, yeah, you can find guys in the middle rounds to be really good. Seventh rounders, that's that doesn't happen. That's the added element is you're watching him thinking, A, can he help them win the Super Bowl this year? And B, did they just find – because even if – if Like if Tony Romo's it, story is ultimately he's an undrafted free agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say the Niners have been terrible up until Brock when Brock Purdy came in. Like they're not a playoff team. Their season's been over for months, weeks at least. There would still – after Brock Purdy did what he did, there'd be this story about it. did they just find their future quarterback? Right. So just that individual storyline is a pretty powerful storyline. And you put that on top of the trying to win a championship with this guy. Well, I'll give you an example. The Miami Dolphins, who somehow made the playoffs, two has been in shambles. 
their seventh round pick from this season who went ahead of Brock Purdy is Skylar Thompson. Wow. Who, when I watch Skylar Thompson, I think this guy stinks. He got it. I wonder if, if you Kyle told likes me Skylar. that Brock, if Brock Purdy had been on the Miami Dolphins, they would be better off. That's a fact. <laughs> you a know, great find too because of my, of the Mike McDaniel Kyle Shanahan connection. They were separated guy by fifteen selections. I've been both those guys at that point in time, probably thinking I'm just going to be an undrafted free agent. Both of them get drafted, and both of them we'll see with Skyler, but. I would guess starting a playoff game, and Skylar Thompson is just not. He threw twelve touchdowns last year at Kansas State, twelve and four. He never threw more than twelve touchdowns in a season. That's insane. I know. He's bigger, I guess. He looks bigger. Did Brock Purdy go to the NFL Combine? Didn't he? Haven't we, go, haven't we gone through some of his measurables? But I don't know. How would he have as a seventh-round pick? I thought we went yeah, he through did. all he, he did. So, split so, times and all that. Yeah, He did. He's actually a little shorter, basically same weight. He's got bigger hands. He's faster. He's obviously way more productive in the same conference than Skylar Thompson. I'd argue He's that's one more. Pick. How could you take Skylar Thompson over Brock Purdy? You think you see something on film? That's an overthink. Yeah, in the seventh round. What if What if you found out that the 49ers also had Skylar Thompson above Brock Purdy? I know. I could probably find out. What if you find out Kyle? Yeah. Well, Kyle claimed, and I heard him talking about this. Can't remember who he was talking with. He's like, obviously, we didn't think we were going to take quarterback. So I'm not going to watch any of the quarterbacks in the draft, right? Last year. Trey's on the team. We didn't have a first-round pick. So John and Peters give him groups of guys to watch at other positions. But it's the draft. We still need to evaluate some quarterbacks. So the scouting staff gives like Greasy and Slowick and some of those guys like 10 quarterbacks to watch. And then they rank their favorite ones. And then from there, Kyle goes, well, I have to do my due diligence because we eventually might get an undrafted free agent. I watch that group of the guys they like. And clearly, like, I liked Brock Purdy, you know, with them. Like, they liked him, too. So we kind of came to the consensus of liking him. But it gets filtered down to him because he's not going to watch the 35 quarterbacks that are draft eligible, right? Why waste your time when you already have Sudfeld and Trey on your squad? But this is where... I would say that football, unlike the other sports, and and most coaches openly talk about this, especially in the NFL, how like you need your staff to be good, scouting and uh, and assistance. Like you are so dependent on them. Like, hey, coach, you should watch this guy. Just that simple statement, coach. I fucking like this guy. I know he's not really on a radio. Check him out. Now I've been in these meetings. A lot of times that statement is like, oh, this guy stinks. He knows his dad, you know, it's like, oh, he coached with the, you know, he coached with Matt Campbell or it's like, you know, it's one of those, but sometimes like, damn, we kind of like this guy too. So it's, it's hard because football, unlike, I guess baseball, probably a little bit. There are so many names. There's so many names in all these positions. And every once in a while that dude turns out to be, 
your starting guard for the next decade, or that dude turns out to be Brock Purdy, or that tur- guy turns out to be Emmanuel Mosley, that guy turns out to be Juwan Jennings. Now, there's way more guys that turn out to be names that you never hear of. I get yeah, ultimately what I'm saying. That there's an element of work. There's also an element of luck. And then just kind of a kind of meets in the middle and creates a football team. Right, right. Well, when you're drafting last, it's as small as the list is ever going to be, right? Like when you have the yeah. last pick of the draft, like when the Dolphins chose Skylar Thompson, they had more decisions to make than the Niners had when they chose Brock Purdy. Yes. Because who knows? There might have been a guy that went 250 that played linebacker. They're like, we had a fifth-round grade on that guy. We would have taken him for sure. He was the it's highest not, grade guy on our board. I'm not going to say it's harder than drafting first, but when you draft first, are you drafting – like when you're the Niners, you really – it's like, all right, we're picking between three guys. In their case, maybe it was two, right? When you're the Jets drafting Zach Wilson, you're picking between – to you, maybe it's like, yeah, we're drafting – it's three guys to us. It's like a really small – we're taking a quarterback, one of these three. Everyone's you're saying it's like harder to be like pick 20? I'm not saying it's harder. I'm just saying the list is bigger that you're working from probably when you're picking 20 than when you're picking two. Yeah. Which means if you just close your eyes and threw a dart, your odds are better at two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obviously, because you're picking better players, but it's just, did you hear, by the way, uh, or do you have something else on that? No. Did you see the clip? of Channing Crowder interviewing Travis Kelsey? No. He said to him, he's like, when you used to go to the barbershop and they had that picture of all the different haircuts, you know, that frame photo that barbershops have? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the different haircuts. He said, he goes, how old were you? I haven't been to one in a while, so yeah. (laughs) I remember, though. He goes, how old were you when you started pointing to the black guys? (laughs) And Travis started dying just because of his haircut, you know? He's got he's got style, man. What made me think was of that it, is I is I went to Skylar it, Thompson's wiki. We kind of looks like Travis, doesn't he? Yeah. Pretty crazy that Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan both chose quarterbacks from the Big Twelve, and the Miami had the pick before them and chose a different guy. The Niners would be screwed if Skylar Thompson if they had liked him too and they had taken him. Because I would guess in that offense there's some like. Uh, what it'd be Sudfeld been starting the last six weeks and they would not be remotely as good. Sudfeld can't move or somebody. Yeah. I don't know. Or who else Rosen bring him back. God, who knows it is. It's King, crazy. Kingsbury Kingsbury. Steve Young suggested Kingsbury for the Jets OC job. I wonder if him and Saban, if Saban, I don't know where Bill O'Brien's going, but. That I would, if you're like, if you said, uh, be Cliff's advisor, where should Cliff go? I'd say, go to Saban, go be Saban's OC. Are you sure Nick wants him? No, I'm not. I'm saying if you, if he could choose a place to go, I think that'd be the best place for him to go. Maybe Belichick, part of it, honestly. Well, look, look at three guys he had Lane, Sark, and Bill O'Brien, and Dayball. Dayball. All, all had like NFL backgrounds of their offensive philosophy. Do you think Nick would like Cliff's offensive philosophy? Like his is very leechish. No. When I see oh New England, you think Bill wants to run like five wide? But Bill could be like, hey, bro. Bill just took a defensive coordinator and made him the OC. I think he could tell Cliff to run the ball a little more. He did. Draft again, I'm not saying Cliff has earned that. I'm not saying that. 
That's I guess that's my point. A lot of people are placing him at like those couple places. It's like, yeah. what world are we in? You know, it's this is weird. not. What should his next job be? I mean, it's like Sonny Dykes, right? Like TCU. So you go from NFL head coach with five years left on his contract to being Garrett Riley's like QC. The guy, it kind of gets back to when he got hired in the NFL. It was like this is kind of a joke. And I would say, beside the one year his NFL career was kind of a joke. Maybe a little more respectable than a joke. His NFL career was more respectable. His his NFL career was better than I think people thought it would be. Yeah, his team didn't at any point look like not an NFL team. Had moments this year, I think. Now, they consistently lost games starting in, you know, uh, November. Season to remember. Every year, they just could not win after Halloween. It was incredible. Yeah, I think he. I wonder if he viewed Kyler, which clearly is way better than Josh Rosen. So that, like, that's aged well, right? You would rather have Kyler Murray than Josh Rosen. They made the right decision there. Yeah, but I wonder if he thought his off. It's a little easier to operate than it actually turns out to be. Maybe. I mean, maybe he's not an elite level. Like you have to be an elite level coach, see it, coach it, adjust to it. Like that's what his team's sucking November, December tells me, right? It's like once the tape gets out, once you start playing your division a second time, you're just not good enough to hang with some of those guys. And his teams at Texas Tech were just not, you know, consistently good enough. But well, one th- clearly is likable and maybe he knows how to maybe he's actually good at running an organization, is a good leader, like has some of those qualities that keep his team from looking like a joke. But their win-loss records, as the season went on, were kind of a joke. I need to check out the uh, – I wonder if they did the final episode for the final game of him getting fired or Ducks. Good question. I stopped watching that. I think most people did. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Anything else to add? I don't know. Trying to look at it for his uh, record. His four-year record in the NFL was was. I'm gonna guess uh, twelve games under five hundred. No, yeah, I'm gonna guess like twelve games under five hundred. You were close. I mean, his honestly doesn't look as bad as I think the way he's talked about. It. He was twenty-eight and thirty-seven. He had a five and ten season, five ten and one tied a game. This year was pretty horrendous. Four and thirteen. They're drafting third. But he had back-to-back years of eight and eight and eleven and six. So two years at nineteen and nineteen and four, nineteen and fourteen in a two-year stretch isn't bad in the NFL. And as Bidwell says, at one point in time last year, we were twelve and two in the talk of the town. It's a long time ago. Brock Purdy was in college then. It's like if if your highlights are like yeah back to back years through uh through early October Kyler was talked about as an MVP candidate like yeah. this, you know you can't preface your arguments like that yeah about twenty minutes ago I was halfway through a bag of chips and I was stopping but then uh, I finished the bag of chips and uh, diet started tomorrow <laughs> so congratulations halfway through was a really good movie then it sucked see any good movies either uh what did I just watch Bullet Train old movie came out like last year brad pitt i never watched it because i thought it was gonna be really stupid and i actually ended up i enjoyed it 
What uh, what streaming service? Free on something. How'd you end up on Bullet Train? Well, Listed wanted to watch it for a while, and our buddy Hawk told me it was actually good. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. it was like an action movie or like a... Yeah, it's a Brad Pitt, like, kind of, yes, action, but, you know, kind of get some of the goofy Brad in there. And um, it's good. It's good. It's actually good. I'll check that out. It's, um, it's uh, what is it on? It might have been a Netflix watch, actually. Yeah, Austin. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Bullet train. And, and it's, you know, why one of the reasons it's good is like I've found, you know, Jack Ryan is this way. I clicked on some other show that I won't be watching. Is it yet. Jack Ryan y? No, 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 no. No. Jack, you know, Jack Ryan, the, the, the streamers clearly have a formula, which is spend money on a couple actors that get people's attention to like headline your show and then surround them with actors that, are noticeably not great actors. And that's how I feel about, like, he's really good. They've got Greer, that guy, that guy, and that he plays that role. they got a few really good. But then you can just tell, like, you know, and shows are big and multiple seasons and a lot of episodes. So you got to – there's a lot of people involved in that production. But when I watched Bullet Train, I was like, shit, I just – it's just everyone in this is a good – it's a movie and everyone's a good actor in this movie. And I find with the streaming shows you can get – you don't really. The formula is like get an actor that who, on the thumbnail you'll click. Like, all right, I know that guy. I I have a soft spot for uh, the dude in Jack Ryan, the bald, skinnier guy who was in uh, House oh, of Cards. He's a legitimate. Yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's, he's a pro. Good. He's a pro. He's one. Of <laughs> and the I like the I like the black guy from The Wire. You yeah, know. Greer. He's good. Those he's, three. He's those three guys. But it it's a cheesy show. It's a. Uh, I, I I thought this season as it goes on, like I'm watching because I, I kind of like, yeah. It's, but it's just it's your classic, like you and I could have wrote the script, you know. Yeah. Well, every I used to read those books when I was like a teenager. It, this goes back to your point about sports and Brock and just how unique it is. At no point did I think, is this the year Jack Ryan dies? <laughs> like I knew in the end Jack would find a way. Right. The bad guys would not blow up the world. They just wouldn't. The word, I, well, the, I, spo- spoiler alert, there's the one scene where he's driving through the tunnel and he spoiler takes alert. out the thing to blow up and he, his car goes down and the, the he's like, get the helicopter down. We got to see on Jack. There was no doubt that he was going to climb out of that Humvee. And he no, did. No and he waves and then he's fine. He says one cut. And he's good to go. No question. Um, I'll tell you what I watched yesterday or a few I uh, finished yesterday was uh, never seen this movie, John Point Break. Never seen Point Break. Never seen Point Break. I had no idea what it was until I read the description on the guide today. I'm like, oh, shit. Th- like the feds are involved in this movie? Because that always gets me. If the feds are involved, I'll, I might, I'll give that movie a chance. I thought it was just a surfer movie, which is not really my thing. No, Johnny Utah, baby. <laughs> this whole time, I thought Johnny Utah was the name of some quarterback he played in another movie. No, it was. You have to admit that 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 is an incredible feeling of stumbling upon a movie that you didn't quite realize what it was watching it and go, that was worth my hour and a half or whatever. So here was my, I agree. Here was my other take coming out of that. Swayze, I mean, that one yeah. of the, one of the, the scene where he fights the dude from red hot chili peppers in the shower. And uh, what's his name comes running after Busey. You know, he's late. Uh, 
uh, Keanu's fighting like the stakeout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got his face to the. <laughs> you know, he's got yeah. his face to the uh, uh, lawnmower. No, this is one after he's done surfing, and those guys were pissed off that he like cut him off, and it's like Anthony Kiedis with the long hair you know, shirt off. I think I missed that scene. Classic, like fast, you know, commercials fast forward, and I missed that scene. Walk in and out of the room. Yeah, they're at the beach, and Busey comes running down. Okay. My one take out of that movie was, and I want this. I've heard Keanu's an amazing person, and I John Wick, I watch, but in that movie, you're like, I don't think this guy's a great actor. I don't know acting, but I think like Swayze's way better. So Swayze was like in his prime. That was early Keanu. That that, that movie came out in like '93. Yeah, it's old. I just watched the movie and thought, like, how did Keanu become a superstar? Like, why well, did that transpire? Reps, good looking. He tries. Like, he's, but I, I but I think he's the same actor. <laughs> I think he's improved. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sway- um, big, how about big, Swayze's crew? Swayze's crew. Swayze. Rest in peace, man. That guy was a stud. When he, when he doesn't, he he just goes out to the uh, that you know the once in a hundred year year storm when he just like I gotta do it, Johnny. <laughs> and then he's like uncuffs him and he goes out and the 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 like Australian feds are like what did you do? You let him go. And he walks away. He's like he's not coming back. One one he immediately just... dies. He immediately falls <laughs> off the wave. It's like seven hundred foot wave. The the one theme of movies when it's done right that just never gets old. It's just bank robbers. It's like we're gonna fucking rob banks so with good. mass sweet guns. We're all crazy, sneaky. Like we all look kind of look like D one athletes. We all can move, and we ain't afraid to pull the trigger when things get weird. Especially when you got a good the thing of that really sell they got a good little shtick going there with the presidents and the yeah it's like Nixon and Reagan yeah Yeah, it's a good little shtick they got going all right I I, I thought his the Swayze's ex girlfriend that Keanu dates something about her just sexy in that movie short very yeah Yeah, she was Kit in um in uh uh Banks movie yeah Yeah. and that was about it I did you know obviously I was on our wiki (laughs) as I watched the movie but that's if you're gonna go out those two movies you know. She was in some other stuff, but I don't nothing that. But I'm just saying, like that's a pretty good. Like, what was the peak of your career? Oh, Point Blank, uh, League of Their Own. Like, yeah, yeah. You, like <laughs> your your one two can hang with a lot of one twos. Yeah. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Later. Later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.